Hi, I'm Michael Pinter. Welcome to the How to Flip New York podcast, where we teach you how to start or grow a wholesaling or flipping business in New York. If you're getting any value from this podcast, please leave us a review because that helps us out greatly. And we're going to talk today a little bit about, um, we're talking about common mistakes that people make who get into the real estate business and what they do. So the most common mistakes that I see for people that are new in the real estate investing business is, first of all, they're getting their information from people who have not done a deal in New York. And this may sound nuts, but I think I'm the only person who's doing deals in New York who's actually broadcasting on the internet how to do deals in New York. If you Google, how do I flip houses in New York, you got to go about four or five pages in to find anybody who's actually doing deals in New York. And it's a couple I saw four pages in out of Albany. Most people um, who do deals in New York don't really talk about it. And every single guru out there, every single one, uh, couldn't do a deal in New York if they tried. Now, I am, well, now how, do I, how do I know that? I'm part of a national mastermind, which is called Investor Fuel. It's got about 150 people in it. There's only two people in it in New York. For a long time, there was only one. And uh, there's another big mastermind called CG, Collective Genius. There's only one member in there from New York. And you're talking about between the two of them, it's probably 400 of the top investors in the country. And there's three in New York. I mean, for example, just in Oklahoma City, there's probably 10 people um, in that group. So very few people who do this know how to do it in New York. And the reason why is because it's really different in New York. It's like another planet, I say. Um, And mostly the differences between the rest of the states and New York happen after a seller says yes. And then the whole uh, issue of getting a, a, an attorney involved is what causes the problem. So um, so the first, the most common problem I see is people getting their information. They want to do it in New York, but they get their information from people who are not in New York. And I get calls literally every week from people asking me, do you know an investor-friendly title company, which is irrelevant in New York? What contract do you use? Also relevant in New York. A seller's attorney prepares a contract. Or they'll say something like, um, how long of an inspection contingency do you usually take? That's also uh, irrelevant in New York because inspections in New York are done before the contract gets signed. So these are things that people are learning from other gurus that are not in New York. And they then try and do this business and find out that it doesn't work because what they've been told doesn't seem to work in New York. That's the first issue. Um, Another mistake people make is that they don't create any kind of system. So they start doing this and then they really don't set up a system. So I get calls from people who say, I'm a whole, I've been a wholesaler for two years. I said, really? How, you know, and I start getting into the details of how much time they committed to this. And I get answers like, um, I get answers like, you know, I, uh, my kid was born or my, my, my parent got sick. They start getting defensive and explaining why they really haven't made any kind of system at, out of a marketing for deals. And when I really get to it, I get to the details, get to the nitty gritty. I find that these are people who made like two offers in two years. You know, you got to make a lot of offers before you really can call yourself a wholesaler. If you make a hundred offers and you haven't gotten a deal, then we have to talk about why. But if you made two offers, then it's talking about something where you're not really a wholesaler. Um, so that's the second mistake I see people make that, um, they just don't set up any kind of system and they do it half-assed. And then the third mistake, the most common mistake I see is that people give up very early. So they, they get into the business, they start doing something, they even set up a system, but they just don't understand that it's really a numbers game and that you have to, um, 
I mean, for me, I need like 22 qualified leads to get a deal. That usually means four or five appointments for me to get one deal. So if you're not going on four or five appointments, and it can't, and it's not going to be the first four or five appointments. So you really need to, you really need to go on a lot of appointments, make a lot of offers, and see if this is something that's going to work. And also set up a system at the same time. So that, again, the three most common mistakes I see people make is, A, they get information from people who don't know how to do deals in New York. B, is they don't set up any kind of system, so they half-ass it and then think that they're a wholesaler. I, I literally had someone tell me she's been a wholesaler for two years. When I got into the details, I found out that she had made like three offers, two or three offers in two years. And another thing I see very often is that people give up early. So this is something, it's, it's a very, very simple business. It's not easy at all. If it was easy, everybody would do it. But it's a simple business. And the simple way that this business works is you get lists of people that are likely to sell. You then qualify them by asking them if they're interested in selling, finding out if they have any real need, finding out if they have a problem you can help them with. That's step two. Step three is to then meet with them if they really have a need that, or a problem that you can solve and then make an offer to them. Step four, I guess step four is make an offer. I sort of include that in step three. So four is to make an offer. And then step five is to follow up with them forever until they sell the house to you or they sell the house to somebody else. So really you follow up until forever, forever. Um, those, that's the whole business. If you keep doing that and you keep getting good lists of leads of people and you may have a bad list, right? And I recently did a video about why I think the pre-foreclosure list is a bad list in New York, right? The two reasons why a pre-foreclosure list is a bad list in New York is that A, that is the only list that gets pounded by mail and phone calls. So 80% of the mail and phone calls that a pre-foreclosure person is going to get are from attorneys asking them to represent them. And the other 20% are from people who are looking to buy. But if any person in pre-foreclosure, that means they have a list pendants on their house, speaks to an attorney, the first thing the attorney is going to tell them is this is, you know, retain me, but this is going to take 10 years, right, if I represent you well. So they're in no rush in New York. The process takes forever. And this that's the only list that's really going to get pounded by people soliciting. So I don't love it as a list. It's, a, it's possibly an additional pain point. So I like the list stack. So I'll take multiple lists. Um, like I'll take broad lists of people that, let's say, are over a certain age that own a property for a very long time or people that don't live in the house. And then I'll try and get another list of maybe a tax delinquent list and maybe a pre-foreclosure list. And those things, all those paid points add up. So those are good things to use. But I will not market directly to a pre-foreclosure list. So if you're just marketing to a pre-foreclosure list, that might be a problem. Um, second of all, um, they might not be skip tracing the list. If you're calling or texting the list, you need to use get, get good data. I know people that say they went on Fiverr and had some guy give it for five cents. Now that's a guy who's just reselling Data Zap, which I used to use Data Zap with two Ps, and it is not good data. It's terrible. Um, and then the person might not be good on the phone, and he might be saying stupid things. Like I get people constantly asking me, "How do I market differently to a pre foreclosure list or to a to?" Uh, a, a different list. And the answer is you don't market differently to any of those lists. You market the same. The question you're asking the prospect is always, do you want to sell? Are you interested in selling? And if yes, then you want to dig into the pain and see what the point is. But you never want to call someone and say, hey, I heard you're in foreclosure. Do you want to sell? You never want to call someone and say, hey, uh, I, someone died. I heard you inherited. Do you want to sell? You never want to get into the reason ever for two reasons. First of all, they're going to get offended. They don't want you to know their business. And second of all, Sometimes the lists are wrong, right? So you don't want to tell somebody, hey, you're in pre-foreclosure and the guy already took care of it, but he still wants to sell, right? He was in foreclosure, he took care of it, and now you call him and say, hey, you're in foreclosure. That guy's not going to speak to you. 
You want to market the same to every single list. It's the same message. I'm an, in, I'm an investor. Do you have a problem I can solve? I'm an investor. Are you interested in selling? That is the same message to every single person. There is no different way to market to different lists. You absolutely should not. Never, ever, ever, ever mention to a prospect why you're calling them. If they ask why, just say, I'm looking to buy in the area and I got your, ne- your name and information off public data. Never, ever, ever ask uh, or get into the details of why. So that's another mistake people make. But the, the most common mistakes are the ones I said. So people getting information from people who have never done a deal in New York, people not setting up a system to do business so they half-ass it, and people giving up too early. So I think that's it. Thanks for coming. Hey, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, go to howtoflipnewyork.com for more information about the various ways that I can help you. And again, if you can leave a review, uh, that would really help us out.